0: Mr. Allen, Mr. Allen.
1: Oh, I can't think of anything tonight, (laughs) kitty. The makers of Blue Bonnet Margarine and Tenderleaf Tea present the Fred Allen Show with Fred's guests, Austin Wells, Portland Hopper, Minerva Pyers as Mrs. Nussbaum, Alan Reed as Ballstaff Openshaw, Parker Fenley as Titus Moody, the DeMarco sisters, and Al Goodman and his orchestra. And until I show up as Senator Claghorn, my name is Kenny Delmar. (laughs) This week, ladies and gentlemen, a new book, The Weight of Vocabulary, Power, and Culture, was published. We bring you now the new literary lion, whose name appears twice in this work, He's Fred Allen. Thank
0: you. Thank
1: you. I'm laughing already at last week's show. Now,
0: thank you. Thank you, and good evening, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen.
1: And Kenny, I'm, I'm really happy that you mentioned Dr. Funk's new tome, The Way to Vocabulary, Power, and Culture. You know, I am now a part-time intellectual. If you ever pass Brentano's, look up I may be in the window. You. Well, have you, uh, have you noticed any difference since your name was mentioned in Dr. Funk's book? Well, yes, Kenny. I'm the talk of the literary set in Subdued Voices for the nonce. Uh, on, on Fifth Avenue yesterday, Elsa uh, Maxwell blew me a kiss. Elsa blew you a kiss? Yes, yeah, she was a little short-winded. It fell in the gutter, but I went over <laughs> and rescued it. You know, you should expand your vocabulary, Kenny. Get hepped to words like tessellated. Tessellated. Uh, what does it mean? Well, thanks to Doctor Funk, I am now in a position to tell you, Kenny. Tessellated means adorned with mosaics. Oh, uh, what does mosaics mean, Kenny? Don't press your luck. <laughs> I'm, only up, I'm only up to page twelve myself. When I get up to the mosaics, you'll hear from me by phone. Don't let me go on, yes, i'm mean... Let me stand there reading punctuation. For a
2: <laughs> what, is, uh, what is
1: new? What, what's new, Portland?
2: Mama said your name is in Dr. Funk's new vocabulary book.
1: That is correct. And I would like to add at this time that Mr. Jack Benny's name does not appear in the book.
2: Hasn't Jack? Two people I...
1: from Waukegan, huh?
2: <laughs>
1: well, the bra- weather's breaking. Hitchhikers are out again. <laughs> Jack, a large vocabulary, two words he uses on his program. Yipe and hmm.
2: <laughs> you know,
1: Benny takes spelling lessons from Red Skelton. Well,
2: I think Jack is pretty smart. Smart? He's always teaching Phil Harris new words.
1: Phil Harris? Phil Harris is the moron's messiah. <laughs> and he is still smarter than Mr. Benny. You know, when Benny finished grammar school, he was so old, instead of a diploma, they gave him a pension.
2: (laughs) Mama said, you were the only kid in kindergarten with five o'clock shadow.
1: (laughs) Well, look, when Benny went to school, he had to have a tutor to get through
0: recess.
1: (laughs) The longest word Mr. Benny knows, you can get out of a no-bow player's mouth sideways. (laughs)
2: Do you know any big words? Big
1: words? Have you ever heard the word tessellated?
2: Yes. Tessellated means to be adorned with mosaic.
1: Who asked you what it meant?
2: <laughs> Do you want
1: to know what mosaic means? Never mind, never mind. You're reading the book from the bag. I can see that. Uh, I, uh, you women are making too much trouble today, Portland. I read that women want equal wi- rights in the world under the UNO.
2: Mama says behind every successful man, there's a woman.
1: Oh, poppycock. Who discovered America? A man, Columbus.
2: Columbus borrowed the money to make the trip from a woman, Queen Isabella.
1: Who was the first mayor? Well, she's been dead a long time. Nobody knows who. <laughs> who was the first mayor to have his own radio program? A man, Mayor LaGuardia.
2: How did, how did he reach the microphone? How? His wife put him up to it.
1: Uh, <laughs> Well, touche, and I don't mean that hand lotion, Portland <laughs> And speaking of hand lotions, we have a date with a couple of chaps in Allen's Alley
2: What is your question tonight? Well,
1: well, wait till the page boys laugh, let the boys...
2: Laugh. <laughs> My question week, this week,
1: this week the department, I'll, I'll be glad when we're working on the street again People going by last. Laugh. <laughs> all indoors, it's confusing well, this past week, my question, Portland, the, the Department of Agriculture, uh, uh, concerned about the chicken surplus, called a conference to get housewives to buy more poultry. And so our question this evening is, have you heard about the chicken surplus? And if you have, are you eating more chicken to help reduce it?
2: Shall we go?
1: As the saw in the sawmill said to the knothole, I think I'll buzz along. Mm-hmm. It's good to get back to Allen's Alley, Portland. Well, I guess the senator's just finished dinner. There's a big catfish head on the lawn. See the flies? <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's not... Somebody, I say somebody now. Yes, I Claghorn's the name, Senator Claghorn, that is. You're from the South. When I play bridge, I'm never sitting off. Now, wait a minute. The <laughs> man who knows senators best, it's Claghorn six and seven, eight to three. Now, look, look Sam, I shot a robin this morning. You shot a robin? I caught the little feathered traitor flying back from the South. Oh, <laughs> So tell me, Senator, what is the reaction to this poultry surplus down there in Washington? Every time I, I say, every time I mention chickens, Senator Hatch eggs me off. Oh, ah! yeah. <laughs> Hatch eggs, that's a jest, son. I, hey, I, own up, son. You're just a dumb dodo. You're extinct, that is. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Let me get in here. Tell me, Senator, are you doing... Uh, personally, are you doing anything about this chicken surplus? I'm eating chicken every day. Good. I have my own recipe, chicken a la Claghorn. Chicken a la Claghorn. How do you prepare your fowl, Senator? First, I soak my chicken overnight in Kentucky bourbon.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Thoughts <laughs> oh, me to go on here uh-huh. now. <laughs> Then I boil it in Louisiana corn. Yes. Then I baste it with Mississippi mint julep. Yes. Then I leave it in the skillet over a slow fire for two days. And the chicken's ready? I don't bother with the chicken. No? When I get through lapping up that gravy... Yes? I'm southern fried. John, John, Well, the senator certainly knows his uh, culinary uh, stuff. Well, let's see if Mr. Moody is here. Howdy, Bob. <laughs> you look a little tired, Mr. Moody.
3: Yeah, I had to up all night in the pig pen. Oh, really? One of my pigs had tome. Oh.
1: Well, how could a pig get tome? I
3: don't know. Must have had a piece of tainted swill or something. <laughs> Oh, is something wrong? Yeah, I got the rheumatism in both arms. Just got a crick.
1: Oh, that's too bad. Well, doesn't the rheumatism bother you working? Just milking.
3: I can't move my arms.
1: Well, how do you milk?
3: Well, first I sit on the stool. Yes? I get a good grip. I see. Then I just hold on. And? The cow jumps up and down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell me, Mr. Moody, what about this chicken surplus?
3: Oh, there's only one way to stop a chicken surplus. Nip it in the nest. Nip it in the nest. You mean... Stop the hens from setting, from having more chickens. Well, how? Do what I done last week. What? Well, I put a dozen Chinese eggs in one nest. China eggs? And what happened? That hen hatched out the prettiest set of Demitassi
1: cups I ever see. So long, <laughs> been... Well, I've never heard of a hen in her cups before. Oh, well, that's uh, <laughs> uh... Let's try this next door. No. Not Mrs. Nussbaum.
4: You are expecting maybe Ronald Goldman? <laughs> Tell me,
1: Mrs. Nussbaum, are you doing your bit to help reduce the chicken surplus?
4: I'm sending to Washington a slogan.
1: Oh, what is your slogan?
4: The war is over. We're through with bullets. Now is the time to start cooking pullets. Very good.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Are you, uh, uh, beside the slogan, are you using poultry at home?
4: For every meal in my house, I'm serving chicken. No kidding. For breakfast, I'm making Wheaties. Uh-huh. Concealed in the Wheaties is chicken gizzard.
1: Chicken gizzard. You have coffee, too?
4: Oh, instead of coffee, I'm serving piping hot a cup of chicken fat.
1: Oh, yum-yum.
4: For lunch, I'm cooking chicken Chinese style.
1: Chinese chicken?
4: This is egg for young.
1: Uh-huh.
4: Instead of the full... I'm putting in chicken giblets.
1: Oh, instead of the fool, Well, that should improve the taste. And you serve it uh, Chinese style with chopsticks?
4: No, with drumsticks.
1: Oh, with drumsticks. <laughs> well, what is for dinner?
4: Roast chicken stuff.
1: Stuffed, huh?
4: Inside the roast chicken is a boiled chicken. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and after dinner is coming chicken coffee.
1: Well, what is chicken coffee?
4: Instead of sugar,
1: uh-huh. in the
4: coffee I'm dropping two lumps of white meat. <laughs> well,
1: chicken three times a day isn't your husband complaining?
4: Complaining? Pierre is wanting even more chicken.
1: Well, how do you know?
4: Yesterday I'm catching him bit so blonde. Oh. That's
0: <laughs> a...
1: Well, here we are at the end of Allen's Alley. What can happen at this last shanty? Hi-ho, all, it isn't Rudy Valley. It's the poet laureate of Allen's Alley. Oh, you have new forms for us tonight Oh, indubitably Have you heard that Mayor O'Dwyer to Mr. Quill Surprised the subways are running still? No Or, uh, Life said the worm didn't give me a break If I was three feet longer, I'd be a snake No Mother's spirits are low, they've almost hit bottom She knows Gable is back and Gawson has got it. Now, this is the straw that sent the camel to the osteopath. Tonight we are discussing... Tonight we are discussing the chicken surplus. I know. I have prepared a poem. And what is your chicken surplus quatrain called? In rebuttal. In rebuttal. How does it go? The rooster flew to the henhouse roof and crowed to the world at large. His message conceived in rebuttal to the chicken surplus charge. We give up our lives, crowed the rooster, and I speak for each chicken and hen who has died and been fried through the ages to grace the tables of men. Today you proclaim there's a surplus, yet to death you continue to doom us. Your cold storage warehouses gluttered with fowl, and none, none to consume us. The real reason there's a surplus of poultry is the population has shrunk in New York. So don't go around blaming us chickens. Go take it up with the stalk. <laughs> Thank you, Falstaff. And now, from the foul ball to roll of Falstaff, we turn with pleasure to the chicory Chick Choir, the five DeMarco sisters, accompanied by maestro Al Goodman and his surplus symphonist, the DeMarco sing Atlanta G.A. I
0: love the morning glory's growing, the dreams are
5: softly blowing, I love to wake up in the morning, see the sun come up at dawnin', in Atlanta GA. I love to walk among the flowers and taste the honey from the bee. I want to while away my hours reading books and dreaming dreams beneath the trees. I want to see the ivy clinging, hear the robbers singing little songs I adore. I want to attend the Sunday meeting, hear the friendly greeting. I love to all that certain someone, I miss him more day. I'm getting ready for when gonna get the train to send, for Atlanta, G.A., I wanna see the ivy clinging, wanna hear the Robin singing, wanna attend the Sunday meeting, wanna hear the friendly greeting, when I get home once more.
1: And now a man with some details about a topic. When the topic is food, we all want details, so this is of special interest. How do you like your breakfast toast? Very thin and crispy, thicker and just lightly browned. Whatever kind you favor, it tastes extra good with blue bonnet. Yes, blue bonnet, the margin that gives you flavor, nutrition, economy, all three. Blue Bonnet has a delicious flavor, fresh, delicate, country sweet, and it keeps its delicate, delightful flavor even when half melted on piping hot foods. Blue Bonnet Margarine is packed with nutrition, too, rich in food energy, rich in vitamin A. As for economy, Blue Bonnet saves you real money. It costs so little, you can spread it on twice as thick, and boy, you want to. Blue Bonnet Margarine is the product of the makers of Fleischman's Yeast. That fact alone tells you it must be good. Because shortages of table spreads limit your grocery supply, he may be out of Blue Bonnet temporarily. But keep asking. He'll have it. Remember the letters FNE for flavor, nutrition, economy. Blue Bonnet margarine gives all three. Flavor, nutrition, economy. <laughs> was a miniature version of personality played by Al Goodman and his Union Squares. Say, uh, Say, Portland. Yes? You know, we have to get busy. Our guest tonight is Orson Welles. Is the gold mesh carpet ready?
2: The gold carpet is ready? Yeah. The man from Tiffany's brought the jade microphone. The
1: jade microphone. I told him the turquoise microphone.
2: Yes, <laughs> the... Yes, the
1: preparation we have to make for Orson.
2: Did you rehearse the Orson Welles fanfare?
1: Oh, gosh, I forgot. Mr. Goodman, with that special Orson Welles fanfare, have your men chew on a little sen sen before they blow their trumpets. (laughs) Mr. Welles likes to smell something as he comes on. In fact, I would... Hey, this must be Orson now. Mr. Goodman, the fanfare, please. Wait a minute. Stop, stop it, please. You're not Orson Welles. No, no, I'm Mr. Welles' personal psychiatrist. Yes? I'm afraid Mr. Welles cannot appear on your program tonight. Can't appear? No, Mr. Welles is suffering from a complete breakdown of personality. But, Doctor, you are a doctor. In, uh, some states, yes. <laughs> doctor, you mean the great Orson Welles, the brash, impetuous exhibitionist? Today he is a... Fringing, beaten milk toast. Oh, what happened? It was that role he played in his new picture, Tomorrow is Forever. Yes? He appeared as Eric Kessler, a frustrated, elderly Dutchman. Yes? It took eight months to make the picture. For eight months, Mr. Wells lived as Eric Kessler. Uh Uh-huh. He still thinks he's Kessler. Eric Kessler. He has Kessler's Dutch dialect. He has Kessler's inferiority complex. Austin Wells with an inferiority complex? <laughs> I can't believe it, Doctor. Oh, you must help him, Mr. Allen. I have Mr. Wells in a rest home on 52nd Street. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Doctors Leon and Eddie's the place I've seen. <laughs> Good point, what can I. Uh... If you could induce Mr. Wells to face an audience again, he might conquer his focus. I shall do it. Let's go to the rest home, Doctor. Let's go. This is Mr. Wells' room. But there's no one in here, Doctor. Shh, quiet. Mr. Wells is hiding in the closet again. Be careful, Mr. Allen. If you upset him, this Kessler complex returns, he starts talking Dutch. Good luck, Mr. Allen. Thank you, Doctor. Gad, a pitiful case. Orson Wells hiding in a closet. Orson. Orson. Come out of the closet, Orson.
0: <laughs>
1: Nobody will hurt you. Come out, Orson. Ah, the door is opening. Yes, yeah, please. Orson wells <laughs> Orson. You remember me, Fred Allen? Was you ever in Cincinnati?
0: <laughs>
1: Look, Austin. Excuse please. The name is Eric. Eric Kessler. But Austin, I'm your old friend. Was you ever in
4: Cincinnati?
1: Austin, <laughs> you must snap out of it. Oh, everything is so confused. Think hard. Back in the dim hazy past, you knew a man named Orson Wells. Orson Wells. Think. Think. Orson Wells. I seem to recall. Orson Welles used to walk down Fifth Avenue with a marmoset riding his arm side saddle. Uh-huh. A fawn prancing by his side, and twenty giant butterflies on silken leashes flew ahead, spelling out the name Orson. <laughs> I saw Orson Welles one day carrying a cane. It was the hind leg of a gazelle. <laughs> Orson used to strut into the automat, stand in front of those little windows, and say, Open. Every single window would fly open. Well, listen, Mr. Kessler. That man with the 20 butterflies and the hind leg of the gazelle was you. You were Orson Welles. You're still Orson Welles, star of stage, screen, and radio. Fred. Yes? You left our television. Ah! That's the old Orson, the old blowhard coming back. You mean... You mean I'm I'm not Kessler the weakling? I am Orson Welles the blowhard. Yes. You have got to convince yourself. Say to yourself, I am Orson Welles. I am Orson Welles. Good, good. Say it again. I am the great Orson Welles. I am the great Orson Welles. Let it ring out. I am the great Orson Welles. You're cured. The old power. The old ego. (laughs) The old ham is back. (laughs) Now you know who you are. I am Eric Kessler. Awesome. But <laughs> you ever in Cincinnati? Awesome. You're slipping. Awesome. Oh, it's no use, Fred. It's nice of you to try and help, but now, if you'll excuse me. I'll go back into my little old closet. Now, Orson, we... We can conquer this complex. If you give one performance in public, your past would return. A long time ago, we did a play together, remember? Oh, yes, it was Les Miserables. Let's do it again. Oh, Fred, I'm frightened. Buck up, Orson. All right, if you insist, I'll do the play on one condition. Yes, Austin. Awesome. You must be the star. You must do all the acting. All the acting. Just all... let me appear for a second, no more. Good. <laughs> yeah. If you only speak one line, it will bolster your courage. Now, as we start, you can announce the play. Fred, it means mentioning my own name. I'm afraid. Steal yourself. You must conquer this inferiority complex. You can do it, Austin. Awesome. Music, Mister Goodman. <laughs> Les Then Is that all right? Can I go ahead? All right, go ahead, Orson. Victor Hugo's immortal story of a soul transfigured and redeemed through suffering. This is an Orson Welles production. Radio version of Les Miserables prepared by Orson Welles. Directed by Orson Welles. Starring Orson Welles. Orson Welles will be assisted. By... Wait, now hold it, now hold it. Wait a, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Fred, did you hear I said my name? I said my name. And you said it plenty, too.
0: <laughs> what
1: about my name? Well, I announced you, Fred. The music cut in too quickly. Now, watch that music, Mr. Goodman.
0: <laughs>
1: Austin, you said you wanted me to be the star of the play. Now, if you're going to take all the credit. Austin. Austin. Well, if you ever it, <laughs> zigzag? <laughs> he's slipping again. I Austin. am Eric Kessler. No, no, you are Austin Wells. That's right. I am. I am. I'm Austin Wells. Well, what happened? You raised your voice to me, Fred. Remember my condition. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, let's start the play. The play? The play? What play? Mister Rob. You oh, remember? Yes, yes. I am Jean Valjean, the hunted convict. Yes. You are Javert, the detective, that merciless minion of the law, always on my trail. Yes, you do all the acting. All the acting. Yes. I'm the star. Yes. You just come on for a second. That's right. Fine. Let's go. The first scene is a dingy garret in the slums of Paris. As the story opens, I, Jean Valjean... I'm hiding out. I think I have escaped you. Uh As we first see Jean Valjean, he is soliloquizing. At last, Jean Valjean, you are safe. There is no cause to fear this Javert who has hounded you so long. Javert, your nemesis, that merciless bloodhound, always in pursuit of you, is finally thrown off the track, completely baffled. (laughs) But hark, that sound upon the stairs, footsteps, those same footsteps. Plodding footsteps. Uh Uh-huh. Javert. What is to be done? Ah, this window. Jean Valjean will never be taken. Goodbye, Javert. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. Stop the music, Mr. Goodman. Fred, did you hear that? That was I, I, the old Orson Welles. I'm not afraid anymore. No. Now I'm starting to get a little frightened. (laughs) Now, look, Orson, later, Fred. Now we start the second scene. Never mind the second scene. What about the first scene? Oh, it was wonderful, Fred. I'm getting that old feeling again. And I'm getting that old business again. (laughs) Orson, you said I was going to be the star. But you are the star, Fred. What stole that whole scene? What? It was that knock on the door. And who knocked on that door? Javert. Never mind Javert. Well, you motivate the entire story. If you hadn't knocked at that door, I'd still be in the garret. We'd have no play. Now, don't give me that. I'm supposed to do all the acting. I haven't even had one line. Must you ever exist <laughs> that? Take it easy, Orson. Well, watch that, Fred. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I will. Uh... Well, what uh, what happens now? Well, in the second scene, you dominate the whole thing. I am just a stooge. A stooge. Well, that's more like it. What is the second scene? Well, it's years later. This time, you, Javert, have me trapped. Cosette. Fabantou, a demi-monde, is concealing me in the back room of a bistro. I, Jean Valjean, am pacing up and down.
4: Jean, will you stop pacing? toujours up and down.
1: This is the end, Cosette, my farewell to freedom. Instead of liberty, waits the galley crew, the iron collar, the chain at my foot, the dungeon, the plank bed, all the horrors I know so well to submit morning and evening to the hammer of the roundman who tests the fetters. Time is short, the net is tightening.
4: <laughs> Javert. Quick, Jean Valjean, through the trap door.
1: Merci, Cosette. Jean Valjean will never be taken again. Au revoir. Javert. <laughs> now hold it, hold it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stop the music. Now man. look, now look, Austin You were magnificent
0: <laughs>
1: Never mind that You stole that scene right out from under my nose Now look, let me tell you Yeah, that, that suspense man Austin, please I, I, I've seen Javert played a hundred times The Theater Guild, Moscow Art Theater At Grossinger's Van <laughs> Johnson has played Javert but I've never heard a Javert get the tone out of that police whistle that you got tonight. Now, look, Austin, I don't mind playing the schnook to help restore your ego. But now my ego is going. In two acts, all I've done is knock on a door and blow a whistle. For a every all night. right, all right, all right, all right. The next, uh, go ahead with the play. The next scene is all yours, Fred. As you started to say, you trail me through the sewers of Paris. Uh-huh. You finally corner me single-handed. And there we stand, face to face. I just have a few words, and then you speak. I finally speak. Well, it's about time. Let's go. Mondoo, hell situation. Alone in this sewer. Wrapped like a rat. The gloomy darkness. This narrow archway above my head. These two slimy corridor walls. But hark, that's flashing through the muck. At last, you conned me, Javert. Don't talk, Javert. <laughs> Before you seal my doom, I would speak for the last time. You will never take Charles Belshaw alive, Javert. <laughs> the water in this sewer is rising. I am six feet nine. You, Javert, are four feet two. <laughs> the water rises. No, no, not yet, Javert. Don't speak. The water, higher, higher, higher. Now, Javert, you have Jean Valjean. Your mercy, pronounce my doom now, Javert. Speak, speak! Oh. And now, Kenny Delmar. His subject: the American woman. Everybody knows that American women are the most beautiful in the world, the best dressed and most charming, and the best managers too. Yes, Mrs. America is practical. That's why she buys more Tenderleaf tea balls than any other kind. They are so practical in daily use. Better in every way. They give you richer, more flavorful tea because they're made with Tenderleaf brand tea. Famous for its flavor. That finer blend of choice tea leaves is put up in crisp white individual packets. Little envelopes made of tasteless filter paper. They're appealing to see, dainty, convenient to handle, and absolutely insoluble in the hottest water. Your tea is filtered crystal clear and it's being made. And it's made in a hurry. When you want a cup of quick comfort, just pop a Tenderleaf tea ball into a cup, add boiling water, and there you are. So be practical for every good reason. Ask your grocer for Tenderleaf brand tea ball. Now, before we pack away the Tenderleaf tea and blue bonnet margarine for tonight, here's a final word from Fred Allen. Thus, you ever in Cincinnati. (laughs) Thank you, Eric Kessler. Next week, Eric Kessler's guest will be Carmen Miranda. Good night, all this.